Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. No, not at all, man. But this is opening remarks. Yeah. Welcome to good. Welcome to Razor Riffs, guys. Uh, subscribe, brain review on Apple Podcast. Uh, we're we're hanging out. We're on for a new season. Alan Lee, how are you, trusty sidekick? I'm real good, real good. Huh? You're you're looking sharp with your glasses. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, you're looking good too. And uh, we're uh, we're here, and uh, you know we're out ready to rock. And uh, we have a great guest today. We do have a great guest, but before we get into that, I just want you to know, uh, although I sympathize with, like, everyone who's, like, been affected by this pandemic, I I, uh, I seriously miss miss hanging out with you and oh. and going for drives and stuff. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time we actually not Zoomed each other, but actually hung out? At least six months, right? It was before Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving? Yeah, because I didn't. I couldn't make your Thanksgiving invite. Right, but but I I I would say it was before my birthday, maybe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it had to be at least June or May. That's how. Yeah. That's what. So I'm trying to say, I miss you. Yeah. Well, I miss you too, but you know, let's not uh, get all. Uh, you know, you want to say that word. Oh yeah, we don't want our followers to think we're we're gay lovers. I get that, but I'm just letting you know I miss you. Well, me too. I miss you too. And Holy Lord, you're gay. You know what? You know what? I hate to say that. That's how. That's how. I knew you were trying to do, trying to get me all that's, sentimental for a that's, reason. That's hack. Hack. That's been done. That actual joke has been done, and I hate to say this, and I hope you don't get mad at me. Uh, it's been done by Norm. I just actually, quite frankly, I'm going to send it to you. Oh, Wait, it's been done by Norm? On his podcast, verbal. I mean, you could he could actually think that you stole that from him. Ah. He had five minutes of that. Five he minutes of that over and over again to everybody on the show. Hmm, maybe that was stuff I wrote. Oh, maybe. But, I did uh, right on the show. You know what? Let me let me let me share this with you because it's it to me it's so bizarre. Uh, I drove to Gardena and I got lost and I came back to, down El Segundo Boulevard, which I used to live over there, and I used to work out at an LA Fitness there. Right? It's been bought by another company called Coast uh, Fitness. Mm-hmm. The it was the lot was completely filled. And I'm going, what? You know, Corona? Who the fuck is a gym is filthy when there's no Corona? You know, a gym is filled with germs, right? Right, right. I don't even think gyms are open right now. Oh, no, no. I didn't either, bro. And then it says it says 24-hour gym in El Segundo, right by El Segundo High, Hawthorne High School. I, I mean, I know the place like, like you know, I went there for years. Right. And I look, and I see all these people coming in and out with masks and, and they work out. So I come home, I call them, I said, I call them, and I say, hey, are you guys open? What the fuck? You can't, you can't be open. Wait, you actually said that? You said, well, you guys open? What the fuck? I did. I did. Because I couldn't believe it. I thought it was some kind of a joke. That's, That's hilarious. 
Hey, ring, ring. Hello, uh, low scab gym. Are you guys open? Yes, sir. What the fuck? <laughs> that is funny. But this is a pandemic, you fucking idiots. That's right. That's right. Okay. Dude, well, hey, let, let, let's introduce our guests and then we'll role play this conversation. Where is he? Is he already? I don't know, but we're just going to tell the folks who's coming on the show. Go ahead and do it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. My noodles. What? My noodles. You have noodles? I have a bowl of noodles in the kitchen. Oh, go grab your noodles. I'll do the introduction then. No, no, no. No. It's right here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. We're coming coming on to the show when he comes in via Zoom. Uh, You've seen him on Comedy Central, Comics Unleashed. Uh, he was on the sitcom Drew Carey Show. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, that's why we do these these uh, credits, kind of like a comedy show. He had his own sitcom called The Good Life, which ran for one season. Uh, he's been on the Best Damn Sports Show, and he's actually performing in Vegas uh, on February 4th through February 7th, which is Super Bowl weekend. Mm-hmm. At the Laugh Factory mm-hmm. and the Tropicana Hotel. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to speak to the very funny John Caponera. Caponera. Did I say it right? Caponera. It's Caponera. It's mm. John Caponera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, we got John Caponera coming on. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you a funny thing about John Caponera. I actually yeah. asked him to do this podcast like five years ago he said sure and i never saw the message because it was all like mixed up in my spam or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah. it, it kind of embarrassed yeah. me well it happens ah. you're enjoying those noodles very good soba japanese noodles did you make them yourself i did actually i didn't make the noodles and they came from japan but i did boil them <laughs> japan Okay, so do you want to be you want to be the 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 workout guy, or do you want me to be the workout guy? You, me? Okay. All right. So give me a call. See if my gym's still open. Hello. 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 Welcome to Lost Cab. Um, Ryan. What the fuck are you open for? We're open so people can work out, man. To get healthy or to die? I'm going to report you. I'm going to report you. To who? No, I'm not going to report you. How much How much is your, uh, I know it's too much, $89 a month. It's $89 a month? It is $89 a month. But you know what you can get? You can work out during these COVID times. Right? Yeah. And then die. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't You're making me that. feel like the worst gym phone guy in the world, sir. No, no, it's not your fault. We all work somewhere. I'm just trying to make some money during this tough economy. Everything's closing down. All right. I would like it very much if you come into the gym. You give me a deal. Op- open, a, uh, open a membership. Well. So you could work out and die. That's right. What a healthy, what a healthy place. Yeah. are filthy. Filthy places when there's no corona. I know, right? I uh, once sat in a wet spot 
in the sauna, and they got these wood benches. Mm-hmm. And I leaped out of it. Everyone looked at me because I, you know, I put my butt down to sit down, and it was wet from someone else's bathing suit. I, I swear to God, I leaped and almost broke my leg. I leaped so high, and people just stared. What happened? What happened? I said, "Damn, bro! I just sat in someone someone's wet spot." Wait, wait what? Like wet? a like like a, a bottle of sweat. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. even grosser. That's you know what? That's gross. That's it is gross. Has you ever happened? do that? Like when you go to like a uh, like a. Uh, like a theme park or something like say you go to Knott's Berry Farm yeah. and uh, the, this person gets off the ride and it's like the biggest fattest mm-hmm. person and you think how the fuck did they get on this ride and you sit down and it's all just sweaty and gross during the summer are you doing it in the summer no. I've been there I like yeah. I like that so, I like Universal Universal, Universal Studios the, yeah, the, the, yeah, right. They have um, Jurassic Park. Yeah, I've been there. Is that a Batman ring? Mm, holy shit. You better fucking believe it is. Holy whore. That's a cool Batman ring. It is, but you want to know something? I bought it from the Chinese it company. It looks like you're flipping me off. Oh, yeah, Batman is flipping you off. Oh, nice. And so I bought it from this Chinese company. How much it was? Four dollars. Wow. And you know what? It was black. And as I washed my hands, I said, oh, look at this shit. The, you turned it into gold? No, it, it, no silver. Or I should say pot metal. It, it looks gold. No, it's silver, actually. See, look. Mm. The light is making it. I like it. Four dollars. Nice. But All right, guys. What? Yeah. We're getting ready for the show. Remember, subscribe, rain review if you like it. Tell a friend. Uh, we're going to have the great John, uh, who's uh, uh, waiting to come in right now, the great John Caponera. Are you ready, Alan Lee? As ready as I'll ever be. All right. Let's yeah. let's admit it. You're ready but eating noodles. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm, I'm just – Hey, John. How are you? Let me see if the video works. Oh, oh you got hey, it. You're doing this while you're driving? No, I'm actually parked in front of my apartment. Oh. My daughter's got co- my daughter's got COVID. We found oh. out yesterday. Oh my god! Yeah, so I'm in my I'm in my car in front of my apartment, so I get the Wi-Fi. Oh, <laughs> I love you very much for doing that. We there could have rescheduled if. That's very nice of you. Oh. I got nowhere to go. I got nowhere to go. I got to pitch a tent. Uh, maybe maybe at my sister's place in the backyard in the desert. Wow! But uh, like how how bad? Well, yeah. is, yes, how bad is she? Um, we went in two days ago to test both of us because she was coughing and oh dear, I'm her father and I was the only one to take her so. I, I double masked it and I put on the goggles and I, I had the sunroof open and all four windows and we yeah. drove over there and we took the test and uh, she came back positive and I came back negative. Uh, so I'm afraid to uh, enter the, enter the apartment. I only have a two bedroom apartment. Wow. <laughs> wow. So she's quarantining and um, I got to figure out 
what my move, my next move is. I stayed at my sister's last night in Sherman Oaks because she had COVID. Oh, wow. you're out here. But it's her and her husband and the two dogs. I, you know, I don't like putting people out. Yeah. Well, I was going to say you could hang, you could uh, hang out at my place, but I'm in Fountain Valley. You're where? I'm in Fountain Valley, which is right by uh, uh, Irvine. So it might not be a well drive for you. I don't know. But last Fountain place. Valley, where's that? So, like, you know where you go past Huntington Beach? It's right. It's the exit past that. Before Costa Mesa. Yeah. No, it's a, yeah, it is before it goes. Yeah, I'd rather pitch a tent in the backyard. You're better off, believe me. <laughs> I, uh, I'm only hearing you so well. I don't know. Am oh. I doing something wrong? No, no you're doing, doing, you're doing great. We hear you very good. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, on my end, I can't hear you all that well. Oh, oh really? Do we need to talk louder? Well, no. no, I got the volume all the way up on my phone. I don't know what I'm. Who's breaking up? Hold on. Let me uh, see if I'm hitting everything. I it, You're coming out clear on my end, but if. Now, now John muted it. All right, I muted my own self. <laughs> are, we, are, we, are we on right now? Are we doing this? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're having fun, man. <laughs> Part of the fun is the mess ups. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, yeah, so we went in there yesterday I mean uh, we found out yesterday the results so I just have to uh, I guess I could go back in in four days and if I test negative twice I'm good right is that the deal I think, I think so. so yeah I did they did they put the string up your nose yeah oh yeah huh. oh, that's kind of just the string it was like a a little thing on the end of a stick, yeah. Yeah, and they slam it all the way up your nose, and then it's like, oh, hey, by the way, you're negative. You're like, ah, but I still have that thing in my nose that you, you know what I mean? Like, it still tortured you. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. I found We found out the next day. They call you if you have it, and they email you if you don't. Oh. <laughs> Do you check your emails a lot? Well, I was checking all day because I was supposed to go have dinner with someone that night, and it never happened because wow. the freaking wow. <laughs> the text never came through. Uh, well, I got it this morning. It's showing up negative this morning. Oh, well, congratulations, man, and uh, we're, we'll pray for your daughter. We hope uh, yes. Sorry she to hear about this. My, uh, my grandma got COVID, and uh, it, it was just terrible. Unfortunately, she didn't, like, die, but... She's really, really old. You know what I mean? So, well, well, that's why that's why we're worried because I can't send our daughter over to my ex's house because her mother lives with her and she's ninety five. Oh my! Oh God. wow! Wow! So I, I'm the odd man out, and uh, <laughs> I got a buddy in Joshua Tree, but he's sixty eight. I don't want to hmm. be a silent carrier and not know it, so I got to wait the four days. You know? Yeah. Well. Hey, the, um, the Motel 6, they'll leave the lights on for you. <laughs> Are you getting a kickback from that for, for just saying that on your Zoom? <laughs> we wish. I wish. Now, John, you're going to be in Vegas in a couple weeks. Uh, oh, so, wow. so during this whole pandemic, it's kind of cool that you're one of the 
very few comics still working. How how is that like? Like, because I wish I could work right now. Well, you know, it's funny. I only did uh, after January last year. I only did one gig, and that was in. Uh, um, Vegas in October when they reopened everything. Uh huh. And it was at Brad Garrett's comedy club. And uh, we just did two shows Friday, two Saturday, and one Sunday. But they had it in a big uh, banquet room. And it usually sits 750, but they only had 150 in there because of the COVID rules. And everybody was like 25 feet back. So you really couldn't see anybody. It looked like a big moat, a big dance floor in front of you. And then the audience began. But I tell you what, the sound system was so good that, uh, you know, it, it, it you got away with it because people could hear you really well. And, and even though they had masks on and you could hear the laughter and, uh, you know, they had candles at, on their tables. So they just raised the candles if they really liked it, you know, <laughs> along with laughing. And uh, it all worked. It, it really worked. And um, it went over a lot better than I anticipated. But I'm going to be across the street this time at the Trop at the uh, Laugh Factory. Which is they a great club. They can only see 50 because it's a smaller room. Right but, uh, oh. Yeah, they can only see 50. But um, – I believe we're just doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the 4th through the 7th. Uh, it's the Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, because Harry usually does, like, because I've done it when I was with Jeremy Hotz uh, twice or three times, and he usually does Monday through Sunday, two shows or night, and then, like, Friday, Saturday, he does three shows or something. Yeah. Uh, they cut back on the shows because of the COVID. So they're only doing Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. The 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th of February. So, um, you know, and they got all the rules. You, you got to wear masks. And um, they only see 50 out of the possible 300. And nobody's allowed in the green room. And, you know, so they're 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 trying to do the protocol. And, uh no, it's the only one I have. It's the only gig I have in the books for all the 21. I started uh, I started collecting my social because I didn't have any work all of 20. And I got my SAG after pension, so that helps. And then I was on unemployment, and that got me through the year. Wow. Yeah, I'm hoping this whole thing goes away so comedy can come back. I've only I've done a couple outside gigs, but they're, it's not the same, you know? No, no, it's not. I, uh, I've been invited by Lenny Schmidt and other people to do their comedy in their Back fucking living room thing, and I, <laughs> I just haven't been able to uh, bring myself to do that. I need an audience. Yeah, me too. Me too. Now, now, John, uh, you you've worked with on the best damn sports show, and you're also on Tom Arnold's. Uh, TV show, or did you guys become good friends with that? Is that how you got that gig, or? Uh, interesting question. I don't know what came first. It's been so long. He he uh, <laughs> he had me on his t TV show as uh, one of his buddies. I, I played a copper. Mm -hmm. You know, the show was took place 
in Iowa and he had three daughters and I was just one of his buddies and me and um, actually Chris Farley's brother, Kevin Farley used to do tag team weeks. You know, one week the show would be with me as his friend and the next week would be Kevin Farley as his buddy. <laughs> and uh, it's funny. One week they called me and they said, listen, can you come in? I said, I thought Kevin was working this week. He goes, yeah, but he just found out his brother, his brother passed away. Chris. Oh, ouch. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that was, that was weird. I, I ended up doing 11 episodes of that show. And then he got the best damn sports show after that. And I did, uh, I went on there and did stand up on that show. You know, just a bunch of, bunch of sports stuff, you know. Yeah. Now, what's it like? Because you did Star Search, and that was probably – you were probably, what, 10 years in when you did Star Search? I was seven or eight years in. I uh, auditioned – I was living in Chicago where I grew up. Me and Larry Reeb and a couple guys drove down to Indianapolis, and we, we did the audition. And then later that summer – they called me out of nowhere and said, Hey, we want you for the show. So I ended up driving out in 19, the summer of 1985. I got to, it's funny. I got to, I got, I pulled into LA. I drove, I decided to move to LA because right. I was going to do the show. I'd been doing stand up for like eight years. I was touring all over the Midwest as a headliner. And I'm like, fuck it. Then maybe this is a, a an, an omen to move. And give L.A. a shot. I was, I got to L.A. I, I turned 29 the day I got to L.A., August 30th. And I taped the next night. Oh, wow. And it's funny. You know, they put us up at the Hyatt right next door to the comedy store. So okay. I'm looking down out of my room, and I see the comedy store next door. And I go, Jay, I wonder if I could go down there and, you know, do my set for the show tomorrow night. Yeah. I went in and. You know, Harris Pete was the doorman. I go, hey, is there any way I could? I'm working on a Star Search tomorrow. Can I do my sh- set? You know, I don't know. Wait, I'll talk. I'll, let me talk to somebody. So he comes by. He goes, yeah, she'll get you up. Just uh, wait in the back of the room. I didn't know he was talking about Mitzi Shore. Right. <laughs> so I, get, I end up getting up. I do like 10 minutes. They go, hey, Mitzi wants to talk to you. I go, Who, who's Mitzi? <laughs> she was, he's, she's the owner. So I go back there. She goes, so are you, uh, <laughs> did you just come out for the show? Or are you going to stay? And, and, and are you living here? I go, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stick around. I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, she goes, well, call in Monday for spots. And wow. everyone starts you know, pat me on the back. And I'm like, what's going on? I go, dude, there's been guys working the door here for two years trying to get on as a regular. Yeah. She just made you a regular after you did one show. Oh, my God. So I guess it ended up being a, a really nice thing in hindsight because she started using me in her club in San Diego and La Jolla. Then she took me to Vegas to work uh, the Dunes. They had the, the comedy store at the Dunes and – and plus, I had all the gigs back in the Midwest I was headlining. So I had a nice transition to L.A. because of that, you know? Yeah. Now Then I had, you... they had to keep putting me up at the Hyatt there because <laughs> I won a couple times. 
and it, it gave me a chance to find a place. So I run into Jimmy Miller, Dennis Miller's brother at this St. Ambrose Church. All the comics used to play basketball over there. Yeah. So Jimmy Miller comes up to me and said, I, I heard you were looking for an apartment. He goes, I'm looking for one, too. I go, Jimmy Miller. He goes, yeah, I'm Dennis's brother. I go, oh, no kidding. He goes, Dennis says there's a place right down the hall from him on, on over on Wilshire and Fairfax. I go, let's check it out. So we go over there. It's a one bedroom. And he takes, you know, he takes the bedroom. I take the living room and the bathroom's in the middle. So we didn't have to walk through each other's space. And it was like four fifty a month. Whoa. Whoa. That's a deal. I'm like, this is a no brainer. So <laughs> I ended up living there for two years. And, uh, you know, Jimmy went on to be this multimillionaire producer manager. Did he ever sign you? He signed me when I was with Messina Baker. He joined Messina Baker. So at one point, it was Messina Baker Miller. Yeah. But then Jimmy Jimmy handled Jim Carrey. And after Ace Ventura, Jimmy blew up. Jim Carrey blew up. Yeah. So Jimmy didn't want to share Jim Carrey with Messina Baker, and they didn't want to share Tim Allen with Jimmy Miller. So they went their separate ways. Wow. And at the time, and because I like... started with Messina Baker, I stayed yeah. with them because they signed me before Jimmy did. Wow. That, that's so interesting because at that time when that happened, Tim Allen and Jim Carrey were probably the two hottest comedy stars in movies during that time. Like, Carrey did Dumb and Dumber Ace Ventura, Allen did Santa Claus, and uh, it was some jungle movie or something. Yeah. And, uh, they decided to go their separate ways. And then I guess Jim Carrey wanted, he wanted Jimmy Miller and Harry Gold. Was it Gold? Something Gold. The guy that handled a lot of the Wayne brothers. Right. Well, they teamed up. Miller, Miller and Gold became a company and they handled Jim Carrey and all the Wayne brothers. And then, you know, Messina Baker handled Drew Carey, myself, a bunch of other comics and Gene, Janine Garofalo. And uh, I'm still real tight with Rick Messina, the guy who uh, yeah, go over to his house on Sundays and watch the football games and play wiffle ball. Yeah. Speaking of football, who are, who are you rooting for this year? Say that again. I'm not hearing you well. Uh, who, who are you rooting for this year? Because playoffs are right now and you're doing super. Well, my Bears were out of it. Bears. Oh. Chicago Bears. And, uh, so when, once they were out of it, I started cheering for Cleveland because it's one of my favorite cities to perform in. The audiences are great. Yeah. Now, once they were out of it, <laughs> now I'm uh, – who's left now? I, There's the Bills, the Chiefs, Packers, and the Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm trying to – I'm cheering for the Bills. Yeah, that would be cool. I think they're the uh, long shot, but I really like that quarterback. And, uh, you know, I like cheering for the underdog. Yeah, underdogs are always fun, especially when they win. You know well, I, mean? I can't cheer for Brady. He's already got six rings. I can't cheer for <laughs> Rodgers. He's my you know, arch enemy to the Bears. Right. And uh, <laughs> Kansas City won last year, so it leaves the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think Mahomes is playing too, so the Bills have a have a good shot. 
Did they announce that already, or is that a given? I, I think I, I'm I don't know if they announced it, but I think that with the concussion rules, they have to wait a week before he can play, and I don't think it hits the time from the last game. So, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, the kids, the backup quarterback's been there a while. He knows all the playbook. Yeah. You know, he yeah. just can't scramble like Mahomes can, but uh, they got a lot of weapons. It's still going to be a tough out. Yeah. Now, now you do, speaking of sports, you do a great impression of uh, Harry Carey. Is that his last name, Carey? Who's that? Uh, he was the sports <laughs> announcer. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you do a great impression of him. Like, how, how, uh, how, like, I don't know if people know who he is anymore, but, like, during that time when he was alive, like, it was spot on. Has he ever seen you do that impression? Oh, yeah, a few times. I did him when he, uh, we were on Up Close with Roy Firestone together. Uh-huh. And I also did him, they had a big charity event to raise money in in Vegas. And they were roasting Harry. So I did him there. And then I did him again at another another outing. One time he comes up and he goes, Hey, John, when are you going to get a new act? All you do is me. <laughs> I said, Harry, Harry was like watching a game with your drunk uncle who didn't edit himself. You know, there was no filter. Yeah. You know, he's like... Hey, here comes Sandberg around third, <laughs> safely in the second. <laughs> we got a shutout brewing from Milwaukee today. The end of seven, the Indians five, the Packers two. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was just totally out there. So funny. Right. One time he was doing a game. In fact, Steve Stone, who was a, his partner, told me this story. They're doing a game once, and Harry's doing the the pregame lineup. You know, in first base, we got Ernie Banks, second base, Clem Becker, third base. Then all of a sudden he goes, what the hell is that? It was the lady singing the national anthem. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, God. Hopefully it wasn't Roseanne. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> now, uh, one of the things that I really like about you is, uh, to me, I consider you, because you know how, like, stand-ups go into acting and then they stick straight into acting? I know you've done some acting, but I consider you first a stand-up, you know? Well, you know, when I came out of college... I was a double major in communications and theater. I did a lot of acting in college. Yeah. I was in five different plays, and I really wanted to be an actor. But in when I graduated, I didn't have enough money to move to L.A. or New York to pursue it. So I started going to comedy clubs because I did impressions. And I was used to being on stage. So I figured if I did the impressions, I I could hide behind that until I, I got enough confidence to do my own you know monologue and uh and so i had a baseball routine i i did it was a bunch of celebrities they're all dead now right but it was a bunch of celebrities playing baseball and 
I, I wrote it for a class. I had advanced public speaking in college and I did it for the class. It was just for a grade. Well, the whole, the whole class was on the floor laughing at this. Right. And my teacher was blown away. And, you know, I was reading from notes and everything because I didn't have it memorized, but it was about nine, nine or 10 minutes long. And uh, a friend of mine in class said, listen, they're doing a gong show down the street at this bar. I said, why are you telling me? He goes, why don't you come and do that thing you did in class? I said, well, that was for a grade. I don't, I don't, I don't have it memorized. Yeah. So we go down to the thing. I get on stage. I do the bit I wrote for class and I won $500. Whoa. And then, a, and then a month later, after I graduate, I'm playing softball in Chicago. We go to the bar that sponsors us, and they're having a gong show. I'm sitting in my uniform, drinking beer, watching it, going, man, I'm funnier than these people. Right. So I get up there, and I do my bit, and I want another $500. Whoa. <laughs> so within a month, I won $1,000 doing a stupid bit I wrote for class. And then uh, somebody said, you know, you should go to the comedy womb. It's a little club in Lyons, Illinois. It was right outside Chicago. And every Thursday they have open mic night. And they sprinkle in the, the, the beginners with the, uh, you know, the regulars. Right. And, you know, they had guys like Larry Reeb and, you know, uh, Ed Fiala, Ted Holum, uh, you know, Arsenio Hall. And I went there and I just, I would get on stage and I go, folks, what would it be like if a bunch of celebrities got together for a game of baseball? I think it would go a little something like this. <laughs> and I would jump into the bit and I would just do the bit. Yeah. And then I would go, thank you and good night. I had no, I had, I didn't talk to the audience. I didn't do any monologue stuff. I just did my bit and got off. But the owner loved it because it it was a crowd pleaser and it got a lot of laughs and he started me using me on the weekend. Then he started giving me gas money. And then the older guys would bring me on the road and let me open for them. And it just kind of snowballed, you know, and I never, yeah, I never, I never intended to be a standup. But it's so funny how you go into that. When I did move to LA, uh, I got back into acting, started taking acting classes again. Because I, I always wanted to be an actor. Right. And when my chance came along, some some people from Disney were in the audience one night. They loved me, and they brought Warren Littlefield out to see me at the comedy store. And I called in every friend I knew, and I did my show that night, and they offered me a pilot the next day back in 1994. Did that turn out to be The Good Life, your sitcom? Yeah, it turned out to be The Good Life on NBC. Oh, nice. Now, what was, what was that like? Because on that show, uh, Drew Carey was on it, and but it was your show. Like, was Drew the, was a star back then, or was he just like just Well, getting... Drew, Drew, Disney produced a show for NBC, and Drew was signed by Disney as a uh, talent. Right. And they came to me, and they said, John, what would you think of having Drew Carey as your as your friend on the show? And I go, well, I know we have the same manager, and I, I really don't know him that well, but we could give it a shot. I like the guy. 
Yeah. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, you could always write them out. Well, it ended up being the best part of the show is our, our chemistry. Right. And, um, it, it, it was the best part was, was him and I, uh, our chemistry between me, him and, and, Ho- and Monty Hoffman. And, uh, the biggest laughs came at the, uh, at the workplace. Right. So we we're kind of, we we're going to phase the family out after maybe the first year, if it got renewed and kind of do mostly workplace stuff like, you know, Barney, uh, Barney, uh, that sitcom that was about the policeman, Barney Hill. Oh, okay. Alan, do you remember Barney Hill? I don't remember that. Yes, yes, it was very good. Yeah, it was a lot of comedic talent on then. was that period there that uh, John's talking about. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's how Drew got to be part of the show. Yeah. And then, it, then you started on the Drew Carey show for a couple episodes with him. So he threw you a ball. Well, I did a starring episode. It took two years before he asked me to go on the show. <laughs> and the show was a hit. <laughs> and uh, it was a pretty popular episode. So there was all this talk about bringing me back as a recurrent character. But Drew decided to look the other way. I don't know if he was afraid I was going to you know, take away from his you know, some of his thunder or I don't know if he was, uh, he just, he just looked the other way, but whatever, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but you still stayed doing stand up during these times. So that's what I was trying to say is like, you know, you prefer the comedy, you know what I mean? So, well, it was always my bread and butter. I could always go to it when I wasn't getting any acting gigs. Right. You know, I did enough acting to get my SAG after a pension. But uh, when I wasn't acting, at least I know I could go out and and do a club or a corporate gig and a cruise ship, whatever. You know, I had three kids, so I had to keep working. Yeah. Now, when you did a when you did CDs, because CDs came, I, I guess specials have always been around, but CDs became like a real big popular thing. So you did the CDs and the specials. Like, how does that feel today where, like, everyone's on Netflix? You know what I mean? And your CDs are still selling pretty well on iTunes and stuff. Well, you know, I I did a CD in 97. It was shot in St. Louis. Then I did another one. I shot it in Hilarities in Cleveland. And then I did another one in Tahoe. Anyway... I sent them all to Sirius XM. They they would play the hell out of them. Yeah, that's and where then I, I guess some some new guy took over and took me out of the loop and put all his all his people in. So I was averaging about twelve grand a year just from Sirius and XM playing me, and now it's down to about a grand. I, I they <laughs> whoever took over kind of aced me out. You know. Wow. That, that that sucks because that that's like uh, that's just pocket change for you. You know what I mean? Like so, like that's about what sucks about. But you can still find me on Spotify and iTunes and stuff. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't like Spotify. Do you like? Spotify? I mean, my stuff is still out there, but uh, say that. I said I don't like Spotify. Do say you that like? Again? Spot- I said I don't like Spotify. Do you like Spotify? Oh, I listen to it for the. Uh, 
you know, just for the songs, not for the comedy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's more of a music thing than a comedy yeah. thing. That's right. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I I did a I did another album up in Tahoe, right before the COVID hit, but it was a small audience, and I only recorded it on my Zoom. I wanted these Zoom uh, stereo, uh, real nice recorders. Uh huh. And uh, there was a lot of nice stuff on there that has that wasn't on any of my previous CDs, you know. Yeah. And I'd really like to try and get that produced, but I haven't yet. Well, when when this uh, when this uh, all goes away and comedy get back to normal, I co-book a comedy club in Huntington Beach. I'll I'll get you out there for a weekend, and we could we could try it out for you. So. Oh, that'd be great. Where, where's this at? It's in Fountain Valley, right where you're staying tonight, you know. I'll show you when you come over. <laughs> it's in I, – I didn't catch that. I, I'm, oh, no, I, I was saying it, it's in uh, it's in uh, Huntington Beach, which is right by my house. And I was making a joke for when you come over tonight, I could show you. All right, so you, you had your own room there for a while? Uh, yeah, me and three or and four other comics, we uh, – we kind of rented it and turned it into a comedy club. So, nice, yeah. nice. So I don't. I was doing a club down there with David Capri. You're you familiar with that one? You mean Jeff Capri? Jeff Capri and uh, his buddy uh, Bob Bob Berkeley or whatever. Yeah, Bob Burke. That that's Bob, exactly Berkel. 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 Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. They had, a, they had a little club down there and a strip, a little. Strip strip mall and uh i did that for them a couple times it was a neat little room yeah that that that's the club we just rearranged it and we darkened it out so, oh that's the same place yeah so but oh, jeff, how funny yeah but jeff and bob aren't aren't involved anymore they got they got kind of like uh like jeff was always very nice but bob was just kind of I don't know. Bob didn't like me. You know, like when there's the bookers who don't like you and they'll do whatever they take so you don't aren't around. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, holy lord! So like it. So when they when Surf City went out, uh, a comedian named Hunter uh, came in and rented it, and he asked me if I wanted to help him out, and that's what we did. And it's been open for about two or three years. Hold on one sec. No worries. Were you oh, holding your phone the whole time? <laughs> tell John the name of the club. Oh, I'll tell him. Yeah. It's. Uh, I uh. I had to put the windows up in the car. I can hear my daughter coughing in the bathroom. With. Oh my. Holy Lord. Do you do you do you want to like uh, go see if she's all right and. We could wrap up. I don't. I, I don't want to like waste your time right now. I know family first. You know. I think John disappeared. Oh, he's just off camera. He's talking to his daughter, probably, or the hospital or something. Yeah. Well, if, still, still yeah. here. Well, you know, I think he's coming back now. It's funny how Wi-Fi. This is what I was talking about. Wi-Fi. It's so dangerous because if you're on your phone, it'll connect, disconnect you. 
Have you ever had that happen? Uh, Wait a second. I gotta... John's back. I'm trying to reconnect. <laughs> I'm trying to reconnect with uh, with the uh, with the video. There you are. Oh, there you oh are. hey, John. <laughs> are you there? Yeah, yeah. I, I had to turn on my car because uh, I had the windows open, but I'm I'm parked right outside the like the bathroom window, and my daughter was in there coughing. I could hear her, so. I said, oh, fuck, I got to roll up these windows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, but yeah, but uh, what I was saying is uh, when this all comes back, let's get you at the rec room. And uh, that's, we'll, we'll, room. that's the club I was talking to you about. Yeah, do you have um, do you have good recording sound quality stuff if we wanted to tape it? Yeah, I, I actually filmed my special there. I'll, I'll send you my special, and it also shows you the room. So you only can watch like two minutes of it. You don't need to watch the whole thing, but it'll give you a feel of the room. Yeah, I'm not even worried so much about the video. I, I wanted to get a nice CD. I could, I oh. guess a, a DVD would be all right, or they don't even use DVDs anymore. What do you sell yours on? You sell it on like a, a download or something? Yeah, I sell it on download, and it's also on iTunes. And I'm not i i sold I picked a rough time to release it because I figured I released it before COVID hit, and then COVID hit, everyone lost their jobs. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the one I did up in Tahoe, it was just audio. It wasn't. uh, They weren't. They weren't videotaping me. You know. Do you get uncomfortable when you do stand up for videotaping? Um not so much in a comedy club. I did when I was doing national TV sometimes. Yeah. Uh because back back in the eighties I was I was like a feature act and I was in Nashville and they called Zanies and said, Hey, can you send someone over to does John want to do uh, this country talk show? It would have been my first time on national TV. Mm-hmm. So I said, yeah, you know, I mean, it was a country sh- uh, cable talk show, but it was on a lot of different cities across Midwest. It would have been my first talk show, first time performing on national t- TV. And, um, I ended up getting drunk that night, the <laughs> night before. <clears throat> so sure enough, the next morning, I'm I'm hanging over. I got cotton mouth. I got a head, I got a headache, and I got to do that taping later. So I go to do the taping, and I, I'm never I never feel right the whole day. Right. And. Nerves, nerves start setting in, thinking, "Oh shit, this isn't a comedy club. There could be millions of people watching this." Right. Aside from maybe two hundred at a comedy club, I start freaking myself out, and then I, I got cotton mouth, and then I'm, I'm hanging over as it is, and I, I got foggy head, and I do the show, and I'm in the middle of my act, and I go to do an Elvis bit that I've done a billion times. <laughs> and I get into it wrong. 
I I get into it wrong, and I forget <laughs> I forget the wording of how I get into it, and I actually freeze on camera for like oh. probably I don't know it, it probably been seven eight seconds, which is but a long me, time. But that's a long time on camera. Yeah. And I caught myself, and I finally I got back into it, and I finished the set. But it scared the living daylights out of me. So anytime I had to do a show after that, you know, when I moved to L.A. and started doing comedy, Comic Strip Live, and evening at the Improv, and, uh, you know, all these MTV half-hour specials. Man, I wouldn't drop – I wouldn't take a drink of alcohol for like two weeks. I would run every day. Right, run and sweat, and you know, because it scared the living shit out of me that I didn't want to freeze on camera anymore. Wow, no, yeah, definitely. When you did evening at the improv, who were the other comics that that evening? Oh man, I don't know. I did like eleven of them. I even hosted one when I had my sitcom. Yeah, they let me host. They let me host one. How was that but, like? Was that fun? Yeah, it was the cinch. Because <laughs> so. When you're in a comedy club and they're taping you, it's so much more relaxing than being uh like, say if you were doing the Tonight Show, I guess, or right, because you're in a, you're in a setting you're familiar with. You know, you're in an environment. You're not so much out of your element. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So any time I did those six minute spots or evening at the Improv, those were some of my best sets I ever did on TV. You know? Yeah. Well, see, that that was another question I had for you, because, like, when you go to open mics, usually it's uh, five-minute spots to try out. And then when you become an opener, you get maybe 10, 15, and then a feature 20, 30, headliner 45 to an hour. But the headliner, when they do, like, talk shows or, or late night, they still need to have that six minutes. And that... I was wondering, is that, like, difficult for you since you're so used to doing an hour every night? Yeah, I mean, it's funny how when I had to do those six minutes, what I would do is just get a couple chunks of bits that I knew I didn't have to jump all over the place with, stuff that I had, like, a two-, three-minute chunk on, and I would do maybe three of those. Yeah. You know, three two-minute chunks. Because I write like that anyway. I'm not a one-liner guy. And if I'm talking about a certain subject matter, you know, I try to get at least four or five jokes out of it. Yeah. And, and that usually that's usually a minute and a half for each subject matter. So I would just go, okay, I'm doing this, 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 and this. That should cover the six minutes. I mean, if I was a one-liner guy, you know, that, those are tougher to do if, if you're a one-liner comic. Yeah. Because one thing doesn't segue into the other. It's just all it's like conversation an, by rote. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like an airplane and a jet flying together. Like, there's so much airwaves and jokes, you know what I mean? It could just throw you off, especially yeah, if one doesn't well, work. All I had to remember was like three or four segues, and it got me through the bit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, I wanted to uh, thank you so much for uh, being cool with that. I mean, it sucks that it happened on uh, the week you and your daughter got tested for COVID, but uh, 
I wanted to tell you the story. Thank you so much for switching times back and forth because I don't want to say names because comics know each other, but the other person was kind of being a diva about it. He's like, I want to do five. I was like, oh, okay, I'll ask John if he wants to do three. And then he's like, oh, no, I changed my mind. I want to do three. I was like, oh, I guess I'll ask John to do five. And it just went back and forth. I was just like, like I was getting a headache. I was like, I have a feeling John's going to kill me. So thank you for not killing me. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, no, it's okay. It all worked out because I I had nothing else planned today, and I can't even be in my apartment. So now I just got to figure out where I'm going to crash. <laughs> well, if you want to crash here, you're more than welcome to. Or you could crash with Alan Lee. Alan, where, you're in LAX area, right? I'm in a, uh, a gang-infested uh, shooting arcade in Inglewood, and that's why I'm the quiet of the two on this uh, on this podcast today. Because it's very that, dangerous, fucking place. That's so funny. No, I might I might go no, back he, to my sister's. Like I said, you just got to be able to run. <laughs> Listen, my our no, players. You know, that's how I didn't even laugh at your jokes because I took it serious. You probably are. You probably are in a gang infested area, and I would probably have to run. <laughs> it is and pretty ghetto. It has the highest COVID in the country. That's why I'm just not, you know, a fuck. No, you know, I listen. I got to stay away from anybody till at least Saturday. No. I'll I'll get I'm, tested again, and then I'll be okay. But no, no, listen. That's very serious. I, thank you for being here. I mean, your daughter. I mean, I'm I'm amazed. I, I, uh, I we really appreciate this. Uh, you know, our, our, our prayers go out to you, and uh, you know. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I know I'm fine. I would have had a symptom by now, I think. But uh, I don't want to put anybody else in jeopardy right now because maybe I'm a carrier or don't know it. Right. Even though I'm not symptomatic, but I'll test again on Saturday. And I just got to find – I'll probably go to my sister's again. And if worse comes to worse, I'll pitch a tent in her backyard. She's got a nice yard. <laughs> That's well, John, John, where where can the folks at home follow you right now? Well, uh, I have a website, johncapanera.com. They could watch different videos and they could reach out to me if they want and send an email. I, uh, Like I said, I'm going to be at – they happen to be in Vegas. That's I'm right. going to be at Tropicana Super Bowl weekend, uh, Thursday through Sunday. At the Laugh Factory there. And uh, after that, it's all up for grabs. Who knows? <laughs> all right, John. Well, I'll, I'll call you when things get better, and we'll, we'll get you in to uh, the Huntington Beach Club, and we'll do that album for you. That'd be a lot of fun, man. I'm going to hold that to you now. You, I, I'm a man of my word. Am I not a man of my word, Alan Lee? Yeah, just just bring your own wind-up electric, electric uh, you know, power system. Yeah, I got to bring Probably a generator with me. <laughs> I'm at that point. No, no, thanks. No, really, it was very nice you coming on. Hey, guys, it was fun. Thanks for having me. All right, bye, John. Stay safe. Bye, Love you, and talk to you later, man. Good luck. All right, be good, man. All right. Oh, man, that was John Caponera, guys. Uh, subscribe, bring a review to the show. Ali, any last things for the folks at home? Stay safe. Be calm. Fuck it. 
Stay safe, be calm, fuck it. That should be a t-shirt. Great, great, great show. Nice guy. Is it great? Great show. Yeah. Um, he did the whole show for you. He did the whole show. Uh, how cool is that, that his daughter uh, is sick and he still did it? I, I told him. I was, I was actually... Like that's a, that to me is a can that to me is no what? shame canceling, you know what I mean? Well that's why I kept thanking him. I said, damn, you know, I I, I at first I thought he was just joking. And uh, when he actually said, Oh no, I'm outside the window and she's coughing, that freaked me out. I, I you know, and you were just yeah. going up, you know, like talking about Huntington Beach and how you got a thing going and basically uh, well, it, it. yeah, yeah. It was so hearted. It wasn't cold-hearted. I, was, I thought, what? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry about your daughter. Hey, you know, uh, could you book me? You know, my, I might be featured in Vegas for you. And I'm, oh. I didn't say that. Uh, what? I was, I'm just joking. You didn't. You didn't. You God, didn't. now you're making me paranoid. No, 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 you, didn't ah. you didn't say oh, that. Lord. Stop it. Hey, I wanted to ask you something. Is it hot outside right now? It's very warm. It's okay, because I'm like, I'm like, we were talking about like sitting in sweat and stuff. I I feel like I'm sitting in sweat right now. No, it's hot. I mean, that's why I've got. That okay. Night. It's 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 unbelievable. We're, we're unbelievable. There are places there's like thirty degrees fucking snow. Okay, cool. So okay, cool. I so like how much it. Time do we have before. Um, well, we're friend. about to end this episode right now, and then I'll call you. All right. No, we get, I forget what time. Fourth. What what time's it? Uh, the next one's at five, but let's end right, this episode. Right, hold, on, hold on, hold on, before you run. I don't know where you're going to run off. No, we got to end this episode, though. We'll talk about oh. this. Yeah, let's end the episode. All right, guys. Subscribe, rate, and review. Follow John Campierla and uh, support him. Just go see him at Vegas at the Tropicana, Tropicana Laugh Factory. Super Bowl weekend, February 4th through the 8th. And, uh, yeah, Check guys. All right. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, write, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it. And we'll rift with you again soon.